Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Roseanne and Starbucks launch the summer of discontent. Just in time for the blue wave. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. If you've heard my show before, you know I try to pick the most important story of the week, not the one that's getting the biggest uh, coverage or the one that's the most soap opera-y, which are the ones that are getting the biggest coverage. I mean... I can't think of a major story that isn't more about the personalities than it is about the policies. I don't usually uh, focus on that stuff. I care more about the stories that have the potential to have an impact on our rights, our protections, our liberties, and also our ability to access true justice. So I'm not not social justice, but actual justice, like a criminal justice and that kind of thing. I feel like liberty and justice are the flip sides of the same coin. And uh, so this week, over the past several weeks, I've seen some ever since the original Starbucks incident, which I forget how long ago it was a month or two ago, where. Uh, the two black guys were arrested at Starbucks for, um, supposedly for using the bathroom without being customers. It's portrayed as purely racist. I personally believe that it was a bit of a PR stunt. The woman who recorded it, uh, strategic editing, um, owns a media communications firm, and uh, the incident report says these guys were cussing at the barista. And, uh, it, you know, there's just it seems like a story to launch a movement uh, rather than the movement being pure reaction to the story. I did a show on that uh, in April. You can go to propagandareportdaily.com and look at the podcast feed there if you want to hear that show. Uh but something happened in the coverage of that uh, event that I thought was curious. And it doesn't get much press, although it definitely launched a movement quietly now. But I am certain it's going to gain, gain steam. I identified it right away as being bizarre. A former police chief, I believe, of Philadelphia was being interviewed on CNN. His name was Charles Ramsey, not the great Charles Ramsey who rescued those uh, kidnapped girls, but uh, a former police chief who said it was unreasonable for the barista to call the cops because those guys were not committing a crime. And for me, uh, it's not believable that the chief of police doesn't recognize trespassing on private property as a crime. So I saw immediately this guy was trying to redefine private property. 
And lo, after that, Starbucks changed their policy so that every person who walks through the door is considered a, quote, customer, whether they're buying something or not. And they are welcome to use the bathroom. Uh, And then if they cause trouble, the Starbucks employees should deal with it directly. Speaking in soft tones and stuff, it's really crazy what they're recommending. Like, it's just not, not, not reasonable. If someone's being belligerent or difficult or not leaving, speaking to them in soft tones is probably not going to work. Uh, and then, uh, so I noticed what came out of this. There was an article this week coming out of Oakland, California, that a white church decided to uh, vow never to call the cops because cops kill black people. That's what their argument is. And they said they've been working on this policy for two years. So here we have, and oh, I will point out that there is a problem with police using deadly force uh, at a kind of hair trigger. And to make it sound racial really uh, neutralizes our, our will, our ability to object to this. And I will direct you to a case that should be getting national attention, actually two cases. One is a Paradise County um, cop who shot a DWI suspect and got to death for no good reason. And you can see it on the dash cam. And uh, he got 180 days in the slammer, I guess. But even worse was what happened to David Powell about two or three years ago. He was a Henry County citizen, a man in his 60s, in his house. The cops came on a wrong call. So somebody else had a domestic disturbance. They accidentally went to his house. He heard somebody prowling around. Nobody announced that they were the police. He came through his garage. I believe he had a gun in his hand. And as he opened the garage door, they shot him to death. This, the police were not indicted. The grand jury, which can indict a ham sandwich, failed to indict the cops. Even the, and, and what's outrageous about it is that the only non-cop witness was Powell's wife, and she was not called to testify before the grand jury. So this is bad. I understand the problem. Whoever called the cops on that domestic disturbance, it ended up in this guy's death. So I understand the problem. It's not a racial problem, but, and, and it's not actually the, the problem I'm focusing on. What, so the policy that this, that this is generating is never call the cops. Similarly, right after Ferguson, Obama came out and called basically for kinder, gentler policing in the inner city. Uh, after Baltimore with the Freddie Gray, I believe, was manhandled in a police vehicle uh, the cops were kind of told to pull back and they had a, a surge in their murder rate. It's called the Ferguson effect. And I see this all as being part of that. Another, um, another leg of the stool is George Soros is funding DAs across the country. And, uh, I think we have a clip I'm going to get to where, uh, they talk about why he's doing that and, and why the, why is they want DAs to pull back on prosecuting. So uh, all of this would lead to, I can only imagine, an increased uh, uh, rate of, let's say, mayhem, you know, crime, inability to control crime. And what happens when you have a surge in crime? You have a call for more government. You are willing to accept new rules. Or it may be they're trying to go for pre-crime. Say, well, if people aren't calling the cops, then we need to get in there and get ahead of it because we can't count on them to call us when actually something happens and they need us. There's definitely something sinister going on here. 
with the uh, don't call the cops um, and uh, especially not to protect your person or property, which is the only time you really need even people who believe in minimal governments believe that that protecting you and your stuff is is the only thing they're really delegating to government. So it's fundamentally upside down. And on the flip side, another thing that's fundamentally upside down is that corporations are being called upon far and wide by the left to suppress speech and behavior. Now, it's starting by saying bad speech, clearly bad speech, clearly bad behavior. They're starting with people who don't even argue that they're innocent in many cases. And then they're withdrawing their ability to function economically, firing them, canceling their shows, um, suppressing them in the search engine. I myself was suppressed on YouTube. Uh, and this circumvents the any kind of rights we might be able to exercise against those corporations, which would be, you know, as a libertarian, I can't even object to them uh, doing that, of using their private property for whatever reason they want, except... At this point, especially with big tech, the tech and the actual people who run it were so heavily subsidized by DARPA, Department of Defense, the CIA, uh, universities that and they're curated, cultivated to the point where they're basically monopolists in each field. And then they're doing these these uh, this political suppression that the government could never get away with. So what do I see as kind of the coming together of these two flip sides of of it's all about blurring lines of private and public? Well, really, I think it's about instituting, gravitating towards a kind of totalitarianism in the physical realm and also in the realm of ideas, total control. And and by circumventing the rights, the Bill of Rights, we have no recourse. That's why it disturbs me. That's why I don't want them to mess with the criminal justice. That's why I really care about the Sixth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, um, as ways to preserve our other rights and, uh, and our right to private property. All of these things come together to protect us as individuals from the overreaching power of not only the state, but these oligarchs who would use that power against us. And uh, that is at least three hours worth of stuff to unpack, in my opinion. <laughs> so, and we've got great clips and um, examples of what I'm talking about. So you're going to have to stay tuned and listen and let it unfold. And you can join in 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You could tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. My fantastic producer, Binkley, is here. Um, I kind of sprang all that on you because... I just was, it was just coming together in my mind that there's something weird going on and uh, it's new. Do you, am I making any sense to you whatsoever? Oh, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. How, put it together in one sentence. Go. <laughs> well, you know, I would have to think about it more deeply to be, to be able to put it as concise as one sentence, I think. But yeah, they're oppressing people by making them focus on things that they can't control. What do you mean? Well, 
by telling people that their fate is outside of their hands and it's due to something that's systematic and must be torn down, then that just says you're helpless unless you depend on oh, our government. Oh, yes, yes. I like what you're saying. So here's the thing. On the one hand, they're saying that don't call the cops, handle it yourself. That's literally what they're saying. I can give you example after example. It's kooky because obviously when it's to the point where you're in a physical altercation, that's when you want a little help. But on the other hand, they're saying if someone says something you don't like, like Roseanne, don't turn off the TV and not listen. Call upon a corporate entity to suppress that person because you can't be trusted to handle it yourself, to yeah. make your own choices, to boycott. And even if you do, you, 10 million other people might not because they agree with her. Not her awful racist stuff, but the TV show. And then we can get into that. I'm not taking sides. I'm not playing into the dialectic with the Roseanne <laughs> thing. I think it's a setup just like the Starbucks thing. And I want to talk about that too. But the idea is on the one hand, um, they're disempowering people in the, in the form of ideas uh, and then demanding that they take control where the only way to control is physical. The whole point, and, and it's backwards because would they justify controlling ideas by saying, well, people could get hurt. You can't yell fire because somebody could have a stampede. But that's not what they really care about because then they would, they would talk about that. Okay, let's make sure nobody gets hurt and then we can have freer ideas and they're doing the opposite. Boy, I think it just got even like <laughs> more complicated. So let's uh, let's take a break. Take a breath. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK or tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. You always uh, are so enlightening. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. WSB trying to highlight the real threats to our liberty even when they're subtle. And uh, I have a caller on the line who always helps me do that, which I love. Um, at the bottom of the hour, I've got some clips that are going to blow your mind. But right now, I want to talk to James in Atlanta. Hi, James. You're on with Monica. How are you doing, Monica? Good. How are you doing? This, this is exactly uh, what's going on, and you see it, you're seeing it clear as day. I, I think it's always been there, but I think with the election of President Trump, it's really clear. I think when Trump got elected, the globalists, the media... They said, never again. We're going to control every aspect of everything. If you, if, you, if you have any opposing view of what we think you should think, we're going to destroy you. We're going to destroy anybody and everybody that's not in group think the way we want you to think to accomplish our agenda. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to control the Internet. We're going to control the media. And we're going to put our narrative out there. And if anybody comes against it, we're going to destroy you. And that's exactly we'll do whatever taxes it takes, whether if we have to call you a racist, whether we have to call you a sexist. I believe this Me Too is involved in it, too. Anything, anything to destroy somebody, to get our agenda out there. And that's what they have done. They have, they're attacking on several different fronts. And, 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 they, and they will say never again will American people have the right to choose who they want as a president or do anything else in their life. You know, James, I actually, hold on, I I actually think that started with Ron Paul when they would literally skip over him talking about how he ran in the polls. Now, I don't have a ton of time left, but I want, I'm just curious to know, did you like Ron Paul? Yeah, I love Ron Paul. Awesome. I I, I like, I like Ron Paul, but you, you are not going to have an opportunity to do anything without, without being destroyed. That's why the whole Kanye West free thinking and 
deciding for yourself. No, it's it's about it's, it's about being a slave. So you what's the hope, James? The Give me some hope. Give me a plan. Uh, ba- basically, I don't think there is hope because I think <laughs> that, that they want to, they're going to do what, it's just going to get worse, I feel. Well, here, I mean, let me you- ask you another question as I run out of time. I The reason I, f- sometimes I'm hopeful, I'm really working on the hope thing right now, but what makes me hopeless is when I talk to people who vote who do not see that um, that the that the power is above and beyond the parties. Yeah, I mean, and if you don't see that, you take one side or the other, and they can swing the pendulum, and uh, and you never get anywhere. Yeah, it's all to accomplish the agenda that they want, and they're going to use and do whatever tactic. But if you think for one second that you that your liberty is not being attacked, then you have to wake up. Yeah, I agree to that, and I I do have to take a break, but. Uh, I think there's something a little more subtle on this attack on our liberties. I'm going to tell you about it after the break. 800 WSB Talk or tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. I think you're a great libertarian voice on the radio. On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I am the libertarian voice on WSB from uh, 3 to 6 on Saturdays. And I always try to dig a little deeper on what the stories are, the stories that are getting the splashy headlines, but what they mean to us. In my opinion, corporate media and the powers behind the thrones are all there to increase and centralize the power, money, influence, whatever, at the top. That's what they're there for, beyond the parties. I don't even care about that. So when I see these trends emerging, I have to wonder what they're after. And what they're after is gaining power at our expense. And I noticed something new over the past several weeks. Uh, maybe it was like the last month or so since the Starbucks incident where two black guys were arrested and the accusation is they were that, that the barista called the cops only because they were black and not because they were giving her a hard time. And that launched this whole meme. This week, Starbucks closed 8,000 of their stores for racial bias training, which in my opinion only makes it worse. We can talk about that later. Um, But one of the things that they uh, were talking about in this um, racial bias training at Starbucks was a a trend. I think it was a secondary objective of the Starbucks thing, which is stop calling the cops. Don't call the cops. And I'm seeing this pop up. It uh, It was in the South. I forget where it was. There was one story like that. I just read a story this week out of California. And the former chief of police of Philadelphia, I believe it was, that's where the Starbucks incident took place, said this woman should not have called the cops uh, because these guys weren't actually committing a crime. Of course, they were. They were trespassing. And that is, you know, one of the even I am a a libertarian. I'm actually an anarcho-capitalist because I believe that the government's power is used against us and not for us. But even if theoretically you believed in limited government, it's strictly speaking, an extension of your right to self-defense, which is your protection of your property and your person. Starbucks owns these stores, and she should be able to call if these guys are breaking the rules. Even if even if they weren't breaking the rules, and she said, we don't want you here, I'm representing the owners of this piece of property, you need to get out, they should have got, gotten out. That's how it works. That's how, that's, <laughs> that is how it works. So, uh, my theory is, and, and it's yet to unfold, but that there's a movement 
Starting with Ferguson's kinder, gentler policing, Baltimore pulling back on the police after those incidences, and uh, a um, a big push by Soros to fund handpicked DAs. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. And this, don't ever call the cops, is designed to create, we have this really low crime rate over the past like 20, 30 years. Our crime has plummeted in this country for whatever reason. Even if it's unjust incarceration rates, I don't know, or increased private gun ownership, I don't know. It's hard to be sure what the reasoning is. Hey, man, it could be Prozac. Like, I really don't know. I don't like these theories, you know, personal gun ownership I'm in favor of. But, I, you know, you can't judge what the can't prejudge what what the causes are. I don't know. But we have a, a, a low, relatively low, historically low crime rate. That's bad for government, bad for business when your business is scaring people and having them pay you to protect them. So what do you do? You make things bad. And how do you do it? By um, by allowing by by spreading the word, there are no consequences to belligerent behavior or or for stealing or trespassing or whatever. So. Just to show how impossible the theory is that these people are promoting that uh, you can don't call the cops. This is in the era of see something, say something. I mean, every kid is ratting on every other kid, except for when someone's in physical danger. Like, that's the exact opposite of my rules. I tell my kids, don't rat unless somebody actually needs help. <laughs> you know, that's it. That Even if they're cheating on a test, I tell my kids not to rat. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I do it. If somebody's in need of help, they go get some help. So here is uh, my trusty producer, Binkley, here, um, always with the great clips. Boy, did he, I mean, I would. I could never tolerate sifting through the stuff he tolerates. Can you, I'm, I'm about to play the clip of what she says as an example of how to handle a bad customer but what what is this from this is from a video or is what is it is it a newscast this is from one of the videos that introduced one of the modules during the starbucks racial bias training okay so just a quick note about that starbucks closed eight thousand stores and did this racial bias training which frankly i think made everybody so much more freaked out than they ever were before put ideas in their heads like you want to talk about unconscious bias like i think it did made it did more harm than good and will actually have a negative impact now you could conduct an experiment you'll never get the the stats on it but Five or six thousand of Starbucks stores, in addition to those eight thousand, are franchise locations that did not close. So let's see if we can tell the difference as we frequent, or maybe you're boycotting Starbucks. I don't know, but if you go to Starbucks still, I wonder if there's going to be a change in culture in one over the other. Let's see if it's effective, counterproductive, or neutral. That'll that, just keep that in your mind. So this was in the corporate-owned stores. They took the day to. Um, basically program people the way they want for better or worse and this was a a video that like everybody saw this right yes okay so this is what to do if uh if if your new policy is not to call the cops this play clip four a great example of what i saw in a store just last week was a customer that had come in over the threshold and it was using language that was making some other customers uncomfortable. And so our barista walked out from behind the counter and went up to this customer and said, you're in our store every day and we love that this is your third place. 
but from one human to another human, the language that you're using is making other customers uncomfortable. So either you have to change your behavior and stay and be part of our third place, mm -hmm. or I'm gonna have to ask you to leave and you can come back at a later time when you feel like you could be part of our third place. And in fact, if you wanna go have a seat, I'll bring you over a cup of water just to make sure that it's a great rest of your day. Yeah, that's an example that I think any barista can do and it was really just one person to one person mm -hmm. talking one human to one human addressing the behavior and not the person okay so the obnoxious vulgarian who's cursing in your store loudly enough to disturb everybody is the same person who responds to catchphrases like third place and human to human yeah he says why didn't you just say so <laughs> right he doesn't say F bleep you bleep 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 you know like, I just I've I've tried to nicely tell panhandlers that I don't want to give them money and been yeah. abused beyond I can't definitely couldn't repeat it on the air to the point where you like definitely do not interact with people who are clearly in an antisocial frame of mind yeah I mean what are you supposed to now I don't I don't think she should I don't know if she should call the cops on the person. I might say, I wouldn't say it like that. I might say, hey, buddy, you know, you have to come with some strength. You know what I mean? These are human interactions. So, yes, we all know how we try to handle things. Sometimes we assess the situation as it would make it worse or wait for the guy to leave and buy everybody a cup of coffee. I mean, you definitely have to decide when it's out of your control. But I think a policy of confronting belligerent people is is dangerous is, as a policy absolutely in fact the policy before made it easy on the managers because if the people violated the rules then they were supposed to follow this procedure but they didn't always enforce it so they changed the policy which shifted the burden from the company to the judgment of the individual manager which is going to cause more problems it does and you can tell that with um entire societies with the rule of law with contract law with raising kids the pillar you can read it i i went to law school i went to business school i've read a lot of this foundational stuff you can see over and over again the basically i wouldn't be i think it's probably the number one pillar of a stable legal and economic society is clear rules uniformly enforced you need to know what you're dealing with even it's not even as important that the rules be just just that they be clear upfront and evenly enforced so you can rely on them that's why our interventions our exceptionalism which is an exception to sovereignty and that kind of thing it destabilizes the whole world because you don't know what to expect you know you have to stand by your principles and as a private business owner, if your principles are unconscionable or alienate a large customer base, fortunately, somebody can compete with you yeah. and show you, school you. That's what you want. Exactly. And I can't see a circumstance when the individual judgment of a manager or a barista is the one that makes the, the decision. I can't see a circumstance where that isn't framed as racist. Well, that's the thing. This makes the actual problem they're talking about a million times worse. Yeah. Because if their entire premise is that you don't even know that every single thing you do is biased and prejudiced and a, and a product of your own sick, twisted life experience, how can they possibly expect those people to use good judgment? What you want is objective rules. Always, pun always 
always stop this behavior at this point. And no one can ever uh, accuse you of using subjective judgment because you always do the same thing. We can show you tape after tape. And if you don't do it and we're watching you, you get fired. Yeah. They better raise the pay for those managers if they're going to be conflict resolution Well, that's what I was thinking. Who wants to deal with that, right? So those people would quit. Although at a certain point when you have centrally controlled economy and you have so many regulatory barriers to entry that competition is not possible, the competition for the customer isn't there. The competition for the worker isn't there. You can't go out. You know, you can't open a coffee shop because all of a sudden a coffee shop takes a $10,000, got to make a menu with calories on it you know, or some other barrier to entry. So I want to play one more um, clip to demonstrate that uh, that there is a plot afoot to ease off on, uh, on prosecuting real crime. And it's this George Soros thing that, Binkley, you've identified as applying in Henry County. Now, I read the Henry County DA supposedly, supposedly, I, I can't, couldn't get to the bottom of it. I read articles that said he was funded by Soros and some that says he wasn't. However, he did use a catchphrase. He said he's the safety and justice candidate. And I believe that's actually the name of the Soros program. Yeah. But this is kind of a long clip. Dang it. Maybe we should take a break first and play it coming out. I think we should. But um, this is part one of what I want to get into or or button up. And then we can talk about kind of want to talk about Roseanne's tweet, but um, I want to talk about this one side of not using the government for the sole legitimate purpose of government, and then the flip side of having corporations um, control our our political speech if we want access to the marketplace. So let's let's finish up the um, disempowering uh, or whatever... um, taking the the enforcement out of the hands of law enforcement after the break, and then we'll get to the rest uh, at the top of the hour. 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. 29 years of service in the Army as a uh, professional intelligence officer. I sincerely appreciate your program. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Fox and Ayala are the latest in a string of progressive prosecutors who all have one thing in common, backing from the liberal billionaire George Soros. Since 2015, Soros has funded 14 reform-focused candidates in local district attorney races, including primaries, across the country. Ten of them are now in office, and one, Larry Krasner, is standing for general election in the fall in Philadelphia after winning the Democratic primary in May. Soros' contributions flow through state-level PACs that all share the safety and justice moniker. All in all, Soros has spent $11.2 million on DA races. So why spend so much money to elect local prosecutors? There's almost no reform you want that prosecutors couldn't implement today using their own discretion. If you want bail reform, then prosecutors can simply stop asking for bail. If you want to see shorter sentences, then during plea bargaining, prosecutors just offer lesser sentences. They have so much discretion, there's nothing they couldn't really accomplish if they didn't want to. Pfaff says that if Soros wants to make the most impact, he should focus on prosecutors in rural areas. The high population counties have been decarcerating and, and becoming more progressive in criminal justice matters for years. Less urban and more rural counties have been becoming actually tougher. It isn't always easy to find progressive challengers outside of cities. 
but that may change if Soros-supported candidates keep winning. So that, to me, is really a part of this movement, um, starting with the Ferguson effect uh, and the don't call the cops ever mantra meme and what happened in Baltimore, uh, that they want, they when they talk about criminal justice reform, they're not talking about what I want to see from criminal justice reform is there's only crimes... Certainly, crimes that should that people should be incarcerated for should only be crimes against persons and property. That's it. No prohibited crimes, no prostitution, no drugs, none of it. Now, a lot of drug dealers are criminals and would be anyway. So you don't need to promote a, a criminal underground so you can arrest people. They're going to commit the crimes. You can arrest them anyway. But when they talk about criminal justice reform, that's not what they're talking about. They're not talking about the libertarians' view of it. And uh, and you can hear what the guy said was what they want. They want don't ask for bail, give lesser sentences. He didn't he didn't say for people who are engaging in arm's length transactions, for people who are arrested under unjust laws, for people who didn't really do it. He didn't say that. He didn't say make sure they're guilty or you know don't cheat anymore on what you show the juries. He said, let more people out on the street and and that they should target rural areas because they're the ones who have been cracking down on criminal justice. And I would like to see the uh, crime rates. If they're saying there's a distinction between rural and urban, I want to see the crime rates. And beyond that, it folds in with what I've been observing, this idea of uh, flip the South. It's also flip the flyovers. The rural areas have been attacked from many different angles. From uh, I've read articles about how you need to get in there and control their health care. You want to build infrastructure so you can get to them. You want them to have more Wi-Fi access, which is, of course, about brainwashing, in my opinion. I even saw an article in the Wall Street Journal about colleges targeting people from Trump country so they can brainwash these kids, <laughs> you know, they can, or, or that's not what they said. They said so that they can reeducate them, you know, like there's no word to say what they're trying to do. What they're trying to do is uh, get them to think right and to get them to think right. There's a very powerful tool, economic persecution. And that brings me to part two of what I'm seeing emerge right now, which is the first amendment. You cannot actually Throw somebody in jail for wrong thinking. But corporations, and as a libertarian, I would, I would allow for this, except for that these corporations are in bed with the government and suppress competition. So these quasi-governmental actors at, at a certain point are suppressing political speech economically. And I want to uh, show the impact of that or, or that there are calls for that right now. Uh, and and they're coming from the left, and they're and they're attacking people who don't even argue against their guilt, like Matt Lauer or Roseanne's terrible tweet or Cosby's what appears to be overwhelming evidence. I'm not totally convinced, but um, so that these are easy slam dunk. Of course, they should be suppressed. But wait till it's just having a different opinion. I'm giving you more on that. Top of the hour, 800 WSB Talk. Tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.